Zud City, the podcast for literally everyone. I'm here with my co-host, Cody Peterson. What a fantastic day we have ahead of us. We've got a great show. Who do we have on the show, Cody? I am pleased to announce that today we have Nick Nemiroff, a Canadian comedian. He's up for a Juno for basically best comedy album of all time. Uh, His album, uh, The Pursuit of Comedy Has Ruined My Life, is out everywhere. And we are so excited to have him. Yeah, we all know the Junos are just the Oscars if they didn't totally sell out. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. They keep it real. Junos are the awards for like on the streets. They know what the shit is. Yeah. They keep it real. <laughs> yeah. Junos are like closer to like BET rewards in Canada than they are the Oscars. That's how hip and great and cool they are. You know, they're on the cutting mm-hmm. edge. Um dude i really do feel like if our careers keep going in the direction that they are currently going that eventually we're gonna win a razzie wouldn't that be oh dude (laughs) if we won razzies yeah i would go and fully accept it and be like thank you guys it's such an honor to be nominated and to win this razzie i'd be so excited and I would actually bring a list of me of all the people throw under the bus of how I ended up here. I'm like, yo, Steven, fuck you. Yeah. If I would you do it? Well, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think. I think I think I would definitely accept it. And I think I would just like try my best to have a good sense of humor about it. I'm pretty like sensitive about I'm kind of a little bitch about my work, to be honest. But I would try my very best to have a good sense of humor about it. Um, I do feel like uh if we did win a razzie mm-hmm. that um it would also on honestly be like we're even if you win a razzie you're still in like the one percent you still got something made you know what i mean like yeah i'm still like winning I'm, it i'm trying to think of people who have accepted their razzies and i feel like maybe like tom green andy dick have but I think I might be wrong on this, but I feel like Sandra Bullock won an Academy Award and a Razzie for the same fucking role in Blind Spot. Dude, that is such a claim to fame. Could you imagine? Isn't that good. That's fucking good. Blind Spot is a uh, or Blindside. I, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I went to go see uh, Transformers One in the theaters with my boys, like back in the day. Mm-hmm. I must have been like 13, 14, 15 years old. Yeah. And uh, we were getting absolutely just like shitty wasted. You know how the boys <laughs> do when when they go see movies. And we weren't the right people. Like for somebody who like supposedly respects cinema, I've been kicked out of so many movie theaters in my life. It's unbelievable. Really? Oh yeah, because I used to get shit faced with the boys and go see the movies, and any but somebody <laughs> would say something stupid. But anyways, uh, a commercial for The Blind Side came on, and uh, my buddy Skyland, God rest his soul. He stood up when the commercial was over and just started like full on standing ovation all alone <laughs> for the blind side. And, <laughs> and uh, this like really good looking hipster couple in front of us turned around and was like, sit down and shut up. And this guy was like, you guys are racist. <laughs> <laughs> Got and, and the whole theater thought it was funny. It was it was it was a good moment. It was a good That's moment amazing. where like us little like nerdy fucking like drinking their parents alcohol kids got the better of some like hipster intellectuals it felt really nice that's cool yeah <laughs> for transformers one damn i didn't see that one in theaters but i remember again the um the cam rip 
somebody had a cam rip and gave it to me. So I feel like I saw it in theaters. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is the theater. That is the way the filmmaker <laughs> Transformers to be watched. I forget, I forget what it Michael was. But, yeah, but somebody, somebody was uh, watching like a uh, Tenant or some shit or like one of those big movies on uh, mm-hmm. on like an iP- iPad one, like the smallest size you possibly could. Yeah. And uh, they posted on Twitter and they just said, uh, watching Tenant the way the filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> wanted it to be watched and i just was like that is such a clever tweet good job i love that i like it when people are watching like dunkirk on an old ipod nano or something yeah 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 oh is that like a is is there like lots of tweets like this and i just mean that's a meme okay cool 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 that makes sense because i was like this is really funny but uh that makes sense that it's a meme it's funny how memes just go over your head especially as you get older yo yo like you posted something on the stud city instagram i literally don't know what the fuck it's about like I don't, I don't know, know. what I is that? It's funny. The knives and all of her back, and then she's like, <laughs> "I'm fine." <laughs> it's just like <laughs> positive things about her. It's like is sexy, is smart, is cool. I just found it relatable to us that yeah, that we, is us. These, <laughs> we are amazingly good-looking men, but <laughs> we just shit on ourselves. All yeah, the we time. are. Just, we're so handsome. Um, what were we talking about right before we went on air? Because we were saying something and we wanted to hit that. We wanted to hit that topic. What was it? We were talking about mushrooms. Not that either of us would ever take part in recreational mar- mushrooms. But yeah, then we were talking about... Yeah, don't do that shit. Well, actually, experiment a little bit. But don't go overboard. Mm-hmm. Play within your limits. You know? Know within it. Yeah. Well, it was funny because... Uh, I'm going to act like this story happened last week, but it was actually a couple of years ago. One of my friend's kid. <laughs> one of my, yeah, whatever. I did that on the podcast uh, on the Chris Locke episode and somebody listened to it and was like, messaged me and was like, what the fuck, Bo? Like, this could not have happened last week. I remember this. And I was like, yeah, well, you know. Dude, that's stand-up 101. You got to make it sound like it happened to you earlier that day. Yeah, except we are doing stand-up. I'm just a bloviated narcissist. <laughs> so what's so what happened to you? Uh, I for, I don't know. I what what was I just talking about, dude? Oh, by the way, we should make it clear to the audience. I'm on like a tremendous amount of T3s. I have some sort of like mouth infection thing going on. So I'm like, I'm feeling myself today. I'm feeling good. I clean. I don't know if you can see in the background, but I cleaned my house a little bit. I yeah. stayed home from work today because I just like. I was in a lot of pain this morning, man. I couldn't speak. I couldn't speak, bro. You know how hard the first thing that came into my mind when I woke up and I was like, fuck, trying to call in to work because my fucking tooth hurts so bad. The first thing I uh, thought was like, dude, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do the podcast. Like I can't fucking speak. But then I got the, I got the bag. I got the T3s. It's Mm -hmm. pretty funny because I buy my T3s illegally. Should I say that? Eh, um, yeah. it's fine don't worry about it i buy them illegally off of a family member so it's not really illegal that's legal yeah it's off of a family member a masculine family member who paid for my university wow who, what an uncle for for a period of time <laughs> we lived in the same house together about 18 years no i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> i really probably shouldn't say that but just leave it in it doesn't matter um uh but i still take them as prescribed isn't that a good right. boy isn't that a isn't that a soft boy thing to do yeah you're not yeah. mixing them with alcohol or anything that's great um no last night i did mix them with alcohol 
Oh, well, that's last night. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for the Saturday. Um, what's funny is I knew you're in a ton of pain is because um, we talked on the phone this morning and you're like, my tooth hurts. And my first question was, um, did you hit it on a urinal? And you like didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, man, I think it's my wisdom teeth. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's fucked up. Having something fucked up with your mouth is brutal, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I've never had any dent. I've never been to the dentist in my life. I've never had any dental issues whatsoever. I went to the dentist one time and they tried to upsell me on braces. And I was like, fuck this place. I'm never going back. They're like vets, man. It's basically just like, it's a pyramid scheme and so it's um, like vets yeah <laughs> we need to put your son down yeah it's so either I'm, eight thousand dollars for braces or yeah. we give him this shot <laughs> <laughs> yeah so one of one of two things are gonna happen i'm either gonna go, end up having to go to the dentist which i don't want to do or i'm just gonna prolong this until it just passes which is what I think is going to happen. It's just going to slowly go away and I'm going to be fine. And then the third option, which I looked up on the internet, which you should never do, is that I'm going to die of toxic shock syndrome. What's toxic <laughs> shock syndrome? Basically, if I do have like a bad infection in my tooth, I am just eating like toxic bacteria at all times. Oh. But they said it would taste bad and I don't taste anything. So I think my tooth is just fucked up. You don't, don't taste anything? Dude, that's a sign of COVID. No, 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 no. I taste <laughs> I taste food, dude. Dude, you know how pissed I was? Last night I was supposed to have hot dogs. Couldn't. Yeah. Couldn't. Just that. Couldn't, couldn't even swallow a glizzy. I couldn't even swallow a glizzy, bro. Anyways, man, <laughs> that's basically been my week. I know I like, got sidetracked like eight times there, but you know what? The audience is used to it. What about your week, man? How, how have you been? My week was really good. We've been writing. We've been working on this project that we feel like is really, really strong. We can't talk about it. Um, if you DM us $10, maybe. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> people paid us to read our scripts. Could you imagine? <laughs> That's dude behind the paywall, guys. We'll post pages. Um, but That's no, it was yeah <laughs> it, it was just a, a busy busy week and then i've just been like grinding for months on end and just like not taking a break or anything or relaxing and both <laughs> been giving me shit about this that like i don't yeah. take the time to relax or anything and then friday i got off work early and went for this bike ride with my buddy and it was just awesome unrelated to drugs or anything that we're talking about but we feel like we really connected with the earth and it was just some really groovy vibes we um we were grooving and vibing with these geese uh-huh. and at one point we we're sitting on a beach and these geese and their little goslings walked straight to us and the entire beach was looking at us hella jealous of us they didn't even know what was going on and it was just an incredible night um and then it was just a nice night out with a bro and then yesterday i watched a shit ton of movies and chilled out today's sunday um and we got like one of my favorite comedians on i can't be more stoked so that's pretty much my week yeah did i mention we have nick nemeroff on today oh my god guys we have nick nemeroff <laughs> yo this podcast is fucking legit dude I, I i gotta say something like we kill it every single week man we kill it every single week. We just had Alicia G on, dude. I think that episode will come out tomorrow on yeah. Monday. And like, I gotta say, just like people can listen to this after they listen to the Alicia G episode. But like, Alicia G really surprised me. Didn't she surprise you? Like, she was fun. Yeah. She, Positive. 
Yeah, I'm just trying to put it into the right words. Like, I thought that she was going to be super fake. Mm. And one thing that I came out of the podcast with is that this is actually who she is. And that makes her about 150 times better and cooler and more entertaining. And like, I, I want to have her back on as just like, get her back on and we could just like watch internet videos and see what she thinks, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 First guest to be on Instagram live while we're doing a show. First guest. I shouldn't know. I shouldn't say first guest, but like she was one of the, probably the most stoked to be on our show. Like, yeah. honestly, like everybody, like a lot of people that come on the show, it's like, you're doing us a favor. We appreciate it. We love you guys. But she was like, so stoked to be on it. And it was so much fun. Yeah, after the show, she said, uh, I mean, I don't mean to uh, break kayfabe here or whatever, but uh, after the show, she was like, I want to start a podcast. And we were like, oh, yeah, you totally should, Alicia G. You'd fucking kill it. And she was like, no, I want to start a podcast with you guys. So uh, hit us up. Let us know what you would think about uh, Stud City. Can I pause? Can I pause for five minutes? Yeah. And we're back. Sorry. Okay. PP. Yes. Yeah, it was a PP. What actually happened was Cody took a meaningless call that was probably really stupid and amounted to nothing. And now we're back doing the podcast, which, um, you know, I like how I'm saying this when like three weeks ago, I barely showed up for a podcast. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It was like that podcast. I was like, this is it. We're fucking over. And then like earlier, I was like cleaning my room. I'm like, maybe I should just say on this podcast, it's going to be our last episode ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I remember why I was getting upset because, um, Bo gets like a lot of feedback from his friends and stuff on the show. And um, I don't hear a whole lot from my friends, but the odd time I'll get somebody that's like, Hey, I started the show and I love your trivia segments. And I'm like, Oh, I forgot about those. I'm going to write some today when I totally forgot. Well, I also like don't have any family barriers to the show, you know, like the show touches on some edgy subject matter from time to time things can get a little wild from time to time on the old stud city podcast and like my family are very they're wild people themselves so you know i get it if i had like a regular family i wouldn't show my family the podcast so like a lot of people that like contact me about the podcast are like family oh also my friends are all scumbags you know Mm. so they like the podcast so like it's just a demographic thing, man. It's not that they don't care about you. They definitely care about you. Yeah, I guess. I guess. But if, you know what? Hey, if you're listening here and you love it, don't send me a text message. Just write a review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Write a review and leave a five-star rating. It really helps. Or if you have somehow stumbled upon this podcast via a dating app, you can leave a five-star review. Oh, yeah, I promote the podcast on Tinder sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be surprised how effective it is. Although I got to say, it's like, it's like, uh, I'm trying to come up with like a good analogy for this, but like, it's kind of like, I don't know. Is it like 50-50 or what? Well, no, because our podcast is what our podcast is. It's not like hot chicks want to listen to it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, you know. So, 
I'm trying to come up with a good analogy, but I can't. But, you know, it's like going to it's like looking for a soccer ball at a football store. Uh, Gronk football. Does that make sense? Or is it like, um, you know, you're trying to look for uh, makeup tutorials and you listen to the guys talking about how often they jack off. Were you actually going to quit the podcast because I was late that one day? Fuck no. Dude, yeah, I, I can never quit the show. <laughs> yeah, don't fuck that. Dude, I'm going to be 50 years old setting up a booth at Comic-Con. <laughs> yeah. like, Yo, remember Stud City? We had 40 episodes. <laughs> well, you know, if our show does get made, we could start a production company called Stud City. And it would be like all-encompassing. I was thinking about that. I was like, yo, dude, if our show goes the way that we need our show to go, mm-hmm. that would be fucking sick. Yeah, that'd be fucking. We'd be like the underdogs that nobody believed in, and we just like fucking cranked it out because that is what we are, man. We're the underdogs, dude. Yeah, nobody believes in us, man. You know what, man? I should just say it. Our show is a game show where people stick their heads in for in an alligator's mouth, and if you can last ten minutes, you get thirty dollars. That's what our show concept is. Yeah. Please keep it under wraps, guys. We're really excited about it. We have a great pitch planned out, but that's our show. If you're wondering, guess who's gonna, guess who's gonna host it? And this is a little foreshadowing, so oh, don't get too crazy. Man, don't you won't nobody will guess who can guess. <laughs> you might know him from Home Improvement. <laughs> His Jonathan. name starts as he went to jail for cocaine possession. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just America's joking. It's, it's Richard Karn. We're in conversations with Richard Karn to host we our reality. Want TV him show. so fucking bad for our yeah. alligator. <laughs> He's down too. Turns out the guy's a huge alligator guy. You wouldn't have ever expected it, but the guy, he, we had him at alligators. He was like, "So what's the concept of the show?" And we were like, "Well, there's alligators." And then he didn't even let us finish the sentence. He was just like, "I'm in." Totally. Yeah. And then we're gonna film our pilot on a golf course. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Oh, dude, it's gonna be so wicked. Yeah, man. I, that's that's just gonna be so sick, dude. Paramount plus Paramount Plus is gonna be so pumped to have us. Hell yeah, dude. Yo, did you see the uh open letter to Francesco Aquilini? And for those who don't know, like we have listeners that are in America or whatever. Yeah. Um Francesco just a heads up to everybody. We're going to be talking a lot about hockey on this episode, but go yeah. ahead, Bo. Um, <clears throat> did you see that open letter that somebody wrote to him? Yeah, really good. It. Really great. Really great letter. Um, we should have that guy on the podcast just to talk uh, Canucks for not like a whole episode, but maybe just do like a 20 minute segment with him. I think yeah. that would be, I think that would be sick and just like get his point of view and everything and just, because he seems like he's actually thought about it. Like, here's the thing is, ultimately, I don't really care. But um, I do kind of care because it's my city. It's the hockey team. They're important. I love hockey, obviously. Um, so I'm stoked that people are, like, really outraged because I do think it's going to make a change. Like, it takes all the fans just being like, like, I mean, I, maybe there won't be a change. Like, Dolan. Everybody hates Dolan in New York. But people still Jets. No, no, he owns the Knicks uh, and the and the Rangers. Oh, yeah. So the thing with the Vancouver Canucks, everybody's like they suck, whatever. But they actually have like a decent team. They could have a better team if there was like 
some management choices that have been made sooner or weren't made. And it's all kind of like our problems stem from like the head office and the ownership, which kind of like really needles their way into everything. So it's really frustrating. It's like not the players faults. Like a lot of them have great contracts for themselves and shit. And that's kind of put on by management, but that's the problem going in with Vancouver. And um, bring it back to Nick Nemiroff. He's a Montreal Canadiens fan, and they're actually having a great year. They're in the playoffs. They're doing the first round against Toronto Maple Leafs, which should be really interesting. I really hate po- sports podcasts because they're like so time stamped, and we're going to be releasing this in a week. So who knows what the sports world would be like then? But yeah, Austin Matthews will have been uh, accused of some horrible things by then. And like he hasn't already been. Oh, has he? <laughs> yeah. Did oh, you hear about that? that? No. Oh, this one time, Austin Matthews, it was in the offseason. This kid's from like Phoenix and he's like the big, uh, or he's from Arizona. He's the big star for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, but he was in Arizona and he was drunk with his boys and they were like in a gated community or something. And some security guard was like, hey, or, like a lady security guard was like, hey, like, Knock that off, you drunk bastards. And then he pulled down his pants and wound her. That doesn't seem too bad to me. But... <laughs> That's assault, brother. Anyways, we got to pause on this conversation. Yeah. Uh, we got to pause this. Uh, Nick's on the line. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Always good to hit him with the what's up, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'd like it's to an- change up my entire personality that i was just talking to you guys before we started recording (laughs) right as soon as we start recording (laughs) i do that every single day yeah we're like nick where you have to say i just got home from surfing (laughs) (laughs) i'm a very yeah chill sort of west coast vibe right now yeah (laughs) aka i'm high out of my mind (gasps) oh yeah we gotta tell you so um bo fucked up or his tooth is all messed up today so he's rocking t3s (laughs) for this episode yeah, that's wow. true. Yeah, okay. I have some sort of weird tooth infection. I'm pretty sure I'm going to ha- get toxic so- shock syndrome, probably because I'm afraid of the dentist, but that's okay. I think it's okay to be afraid of the den- the dentist, you know? Everybody sure. is. So yeah. I'm just going to kind of roll with it from here, you know? We'll see what happens. Worst comes to worse. <laughs> Nobody's going to miss me. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I wish you the best. <laughs> thank you so much man i really appreciate that it's gonna no be problem. great yeah going forward using those words of encouragement i'm gonna heal from this and we're gonna be back even better than i was before yeah i think my my help there was was pretty instrumental <laughs> yeah yes sure, yeah. yeah 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 wow our most helpful guest so far thank you um no yeah we we're just talking about like um your new album we love it for a juno we just explained that juno's basically mean best thing ever in the world uh, <laughs> yeah yeah um so when does the awards of like june something i think for the first time that i know of at least the junos are in june which you would think <laughs> they should be all the time um but uh yeah i think it's june 6th this this in a few weeks here and this is like your first nomination and stuff um mm-hmm. it's probably kind of a drag that you can't go to like a live show and you know get a free bare naked ladies concert out of it and stuff i would fucking kill for that yeah <laughs> i uh it is really yeah it would be so cool to go to i think i mm-hmm. 
would love to see some 41 maybe if they were being recognized for not sure if they did anything this year but <laughs> you know, still think they should probably be. exactly exactly yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah maybe i'll just be i'll probably be celebrating from the same living room you're looking at <laughs> right now yeah it would be kind of a uh, ironic for a band that had an album called all killer no filler to go to an award show because as we know award shows are quite the opposite of that they're mainly filler. filler yeah <laughs> some, some some might argue no killer whatsoever <laughs> i could see it i could I definitely think, see it yeah i think one of the i don't know i would just like to i guess i just want to meet some 41 one time yeah. my a brother's my my brother's ex-girlfriend was uh her dad was the dentist of some 41 in ajax ontario and so she got me a signed picture when i was like 15 the things Whoa. that man must have seen hold on really yeah i mean oh dude maybe i could hook you guys up if you're scared oh, of the that, dentist that'd be great I this guy nice ask my brother about three girlfriends ago who <laughs> her dad was <laughs> This is this is amazing because in the song Fat Lip they had the lyric my dentist told me I should have been aborted. Same guy? God. It all wow. fucking connects. This is <laughs> This is good. I like yeah. this. Yeah. Wow, we really just uncovered something. This yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> it's like the yeah. serial theme song starts playing. <laughs> yeah, I'm connecting a bunch of webs behind me right now. <laughs> yeah i mean my main fear about the dentist is i just don't i was telling cody this earlier in the episode i just don't trust them i think it's a pyramid scheme i don't think people really have mouth issues yeah <laughs> i think there was a tweet once that said teeth aren't real and i think it got like a million retweets and then that fucking the dentists banded together and got twitter <laughs> shut down for the day yeah they reported it they were like i'm reporting this tweet for misinformation it got one of those donald trump things at the bottom where it's like this tweet is saying a bunch of false shit <laughs> perhaps they shouldn't do that i could see it but yeah we we're just um before you got on nick we we're just talking about the canucks and how come they're falling apart and how jealous we are the Montreal Canadiens doing so well. Like, they got some great young players like Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield, who was really hoping the Canucks would draft but didn't. Um, that was how, an amazing... So I remember, yeah, watching that specific draft and, like, the Canadians were picking 15th and really hoping for Caulfield, but I knew he would have to fall for that to happen. And just, like... Once it got like after 10, like every single pick became really tense. And then when he actually came or was available, at least I couldn't believe they actually took him at that point, too. I was so happy. Mm -hmm. And now to see him come and score two overtime winners in his first few games and seems like he might not start the playoffs, which I think is a bit crazy. But I am very excited that he's that he'll be on this team for a little bit. Yeah. And he's like a smaller guy, but he just has like the deadliest hands and like goal scoring ability, it seems like exactly and it didn't make any sense like that he the only thing against him was that he was small and like every single you know there i don't know any player who like didn't make it because they were too small basically like if you were good enough to play i feel like you could just overcome that and it seems like that is the case so far the martin st louis exactly yeah, yeah. marty st louis i'm trying to think of i mean johnny godreau Oh yeah. 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 
you would think they'd catch on like hey small speedy guys are actually like kind of deadly now yeah or always useful. have been yeah <laughs> yeah but um, i mean the, the, the big difference between like the nhl and the nba is that the nba like notices a trend and then they like lean into it with the rules and the regulations of how the game is played whereas the whereas the canucks and the nhl does very much the opposite like they try and like mm-hmm whoa, whoa, the game's getting too small. It's getting too fast. There's too many three-pointers, you know what I mean? So yeah, they, it's a big problem. They like to get in their own way of a lot of progress, I would say. It's the worst league ever. It really is. <laughs> the terrible league. Suck. Yeah. It is so brutal to be a fan of, and I would love to stop supporting it so wholeheartedly and then i turn on a canadians game and just get so wrapped up and so excited <laughs> that it kind of it's yeah. easy to you know pause all your frustration and hate towards the league at that point yeah i mean the players bring it there's no doubt about that it's just that the yeah. league is run by a napoleonic fucking narcissist <laughs> that doesn't know how to do his goddamn job so that's a bit of a problem he gets right. booed out of booed out of every stadium that he's in yeah uh, yeah. And Bo, is your full name really Bo Bennett? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there a hockey player named Penguins Bo. guy with that exact name? Yeah. Damn. Did you feel like kinship with that when he got drafted and started getting a little, I think he was like maybe on Team Canada for the World Juniors or something? <laughs> Nick, I'm not that good of a person. I celebrated when he was out of the league. <laughs> uh, I think I'm more does... famous. Is he yeah. back? Is he back in the league? I think no, no, I was going to say, like, I guess fortunately for you, unfortunately for him, I don't think, yeah, I think he was kind of never made it in a way. Yeah, and if you look through my Twitter history, I said some pretty unsavory things about him and tagged him. Okay. <laughs> like, well. just things like, you're not the real Bo Bennett, get a life. Why is it when I type my name into Google, you come up first, that type of stuff. Just like real bully mentality. I was pretty upset by the whole thing. I've apologized publicly, so it's fine. Okay, it's good. You've really grown as a person, damn. Yeah, we well, I tried to get him on the pod. Hugo Bennett's on one podcast? That'd be crazy, dude. That, yeah, you're right. that wouldn't work. <laughs> wouldn't I don't work. know. I'm don't a know. full um, hockey Bo Bennett supporter. I even drafted him in my franchise league on NHL 21. Made <gasps> sure he was in the lineup for my Stanley Cup run. So he's, he's fast, I'm pretty sure. I think I've he's, signed yeah. him as like a fourth liner in some recent NHLs, and he's got like 90 speed or whatever. Yeah, he's a good fourth liner. He's got a big body, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's decent. You know, he's my favorite, Bo Bennett. I consider <laughs> this Bo as a Beaumont, or what was your real name? My real name's Bo. No, it's like Bojamin or something. <laughs> it really isn't Bojamin, <laughs> man. I promise you that, dude. No, my real name's Bo. Uh, that's my full name, and my last name is Bennett, and my middle name is Hayden, and my social insurance number is <laughs> seven. No, um, go for it. <laughs> once again, go for it. <laughs> this kid is so easy. He's had his identity stolen multiple times, so they keep giving it back. Um, yeah, dude. Speaking of NHL, like, like the video game. Like, mm-hmm. what's why? What's going on with? The, I bought NHL twenty one, and it just like it bummed me out. I spent I spent the eighty bucks on it too. I didn't even get like I didn't even wait for the price to drop, and it's just like. I feel me and Cody get into this argument all the time because he's like, well, 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 we end up playing it every day. And that, he, he, and then he gets like a little like romantic about it. He's like, well, we met over NHL 21. And I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> why do they keep, <laughs> why do they keep fucking releasing the same game over and over again? And the shit that they did bring into the game, the like board deeks and all that shit, 
they're so hard to do. You, like nobody ever does them. Yeah, I can only really do one board deke, which is like I'm sure the easy one that everyone does. But the it is the same game over and over and over again, and it is so annoying to keep paying the eighty bucks. And it also again, it's the same thing with the NHL being a shitty league, where I'm like, I know I'm probably going to buy the next one because I will get excited by the time hockey starts up. Yeah, and it is just a fun. It's the only way I can pretend I'm GM of the Montreal Canadiens. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I totally relate to until that. I get and really it, hired. That that'll be <laughs> oh, that'll be sick, dude. Then I will stop playing the video game. <laughs> it's just like taking pictures of your screen of all your stats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, basically, basically, what it boils down to for me is like I just want the ninety-one overall Pedersen on my like in my game, you know, and I just I can't handle it. So I'm like, fuck, I'm fucking spend eighty bucks on this, um, because. Literally, EA, they'll just they'll just pickpocket you. Oh, speaking of which, I got pickpocketed the other day, didn't I, Cody? For yeah, real? Bo got robbed. Yeah, I got robbed the, the other street. day. <laughs> was it a real pickpocket of like you didn't even notice, and then later on you're like, "Where's my wallet?" No, but I have been actually pickpocketed before, and it was really embarrassing. Um, but oh. no, I walked out of a dispensary in New Westminster, okay. which is like a suburb outside of Vancouver, mm-hmm. and holding my weed and this um drug induced fellow came by and grabbed it and he was like fucking Usain Bolt this guy was halfway down the block before I even noticed like one of the fastest dudes I've ever seen in my life definitely the fastest boy ever and I was in flip-flops and I was high and I just I just let him take it but I went back into the dispensary and they gave me my order back to me for free so all is well that ends well that is kind of the perfect crime. Also. Yeah. Like, nobody got hurt and yeah. two people got uh, what they wanted. Exactly. In some ways, it was a crime with no victim, but yeah. um, I will always remember it inside. My, my other story about getting pickpocketed is actually better. Um, part of this. Better pod- than that? No way. Oh, way better. <laughs> uh, part, of, part of this podcast is me telling Cody stories about when I was a juvenile criminal. Yeah, it's like it's literally just Bo admitting to crimes, and I just sit here. I'm like, wow, okay. But this is the first <laughs> time where it's Bo's like, I'm a victim of a crime, so I'm a little intrigued. Yeah, okay, um, yeah. So when I was uh 16 years old, I was selling ecstasy quite prolifically, <laughs> and um, that's it's beyond this stage where I could get arrested or anything. I'm pretty sure. And uh, well, so nobody- is, you know, comedy podcast could be parody. If you if we just really got to court at this point, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And um, part of selling ecstasy is you you don't have a debit machine or anything, so you carry a lot of cash on you, right? And I was selling drugs at this party. Everybody was having a good time. I was the life of the party. But then I decided I too would like to do drugs, so I took ecstasy. Damn. I do think and, there was a guy with a bunch of ecstasy at a party that he would be the coolest guy <laughs> at the party. <laughs> I was a by good, far the coolest guy. Yes, that's a good move to go into a party with. Yeah. And I, uh, while I was walking home drunk and high on ecstasy, I had like a bunch of these women of the night come over to me and tell me how handsome I was, which was the first red flag. And tell me how beautiful I was. And they started touching my chest and they started touching my ass and they started grabbing at my pee pee, you know, all that good stuff. 
And oh. then um, I walked away and they had completely stolen my wallet and oh. I walked. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause they, that's all they wanted all, to do in all yeah. their sensual touching. Yeah. And so <laughs> I went back and I was like, guys, you stole my wallet. I need it back. There was like 1200, 1300 bucks in there of money that isn't mine that I owe somebody. Right. Right. And they, shit. Yeah. And intense. Yeah. And they basically said, like, go fuck yourself. Like, I'll call my pimp and he'll beat the shit out of you. So I was like, okay, that's not so good. And so I left. And the next morning I was like, okay, I can't sell the drugs. And now I owe somebody like 1300 bucks that I need to pay them back. And yeah, so I called like my old chef at a restaurant I worked at. I was like, I need to make $1,300 in like ASAP. And so I worked 14 hour shifts dishwashing at this restaurant for like eight days straight, made the money and fucking paid them back but and they were sending me texts like hey dude i'm gonna like beat the shit out of you if you don't give me your my money and i don't want to i can't fight they're gonna beat me up 100 so there you go damn i mean i'm very glad that that worked out and uh that is probably great for the person who needed a bunch of dishes to be washed as well maybe it's working it's like a fucking scheme it's like they steal your wallet. This restaurant has a lot of dirty dishes. <laughs> it's like some cyclical, you know. Yeah, so they put out over that way. sex workers. Yeah. Well, here's the deal, Nick. You seem like you're kind of just like anytime I'm victimized, you're kind of just saying that it turned out not to be that bad of a thing. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to make it positive. Yeah, I get it. Like, I have a lot of advantages in this life, but (laughs) (laughs) just saying, think of it from somebody else's POV for once, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good point. Good point. I didn't think about it like that. Next time something shitty happens to me, I'll be like, you know that guy's probably happier with it if, if they steal something from him. you're right exactly another man that's another man's I, trash is another man's treasure yeah that's why i think you should send me 150 bucks <laughs> and just know that that would make me happy <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> and exactly. sort of just be happy and then you're happy because you know that i'm happy and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah no it's the basis of socialism the greatest mm-hmm. type of i don't know anything about socialism. <laughs> it's the greatest ism it's funny, Bo, you mentioned that whenever something bad happens to you, it's like whenever something bad happens to you, we usually dump it on a guest on Stud City. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, man, Bo just got dumped. What do you think about this, man? Yeah, we had fucking Brooks Wheeland, who's, you know, badass and really cool, was on SNL and stuff. And I told him a story about me getting broken up with. And he was like, it like got really dark. And he was like, dude, you need to talk to somebody for real. And I was, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, I bumped Brooks out. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we do that often. We had another comedian on, and Bo like, told a story that he was like, this is funny, right? And the comedian was like holding back tears. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he was trying not to cry. He was so bummed out. Yeah, I'm yeah. so sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although that story was serious. And, uh, were we drinking that episode? I forget. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Right. Yeah. The guest mm-hmm. was. Um, but anyways, the show isn't really about both. Today it's about Nick. Nick, <laughs> what, um, so you're an awesome stand-up comic. We're a fan of your work. What have you been up to like this past year with the pandemic and shit? Yeah, that certainly threw a wrench in a lot of the mm-hmm. stand-up I was planning on doing. Um, right. I think just at the beginning of it, sort of as hoping that this wouldn't last very long and that I can get back to it by now. But there was some little 
uh, pockets of stand up. I don't know if it was the same out west, but we had like a bunch of outdoor shows in the fall and early winter, mm-hmm. and then it got obviously too cold to do that kind of stuff. So I was doing that, and then once that became pretty clear you couldn't do that for much longer i just did a lot of zoom shows and then was working on writing and pitching like animated shows and stuff like that with some friends and had a part in this movie that came out which was uh it was I, i was the voice of this robot it was a real like it wasn't an animated movie but i was just the voice of this robot that got into tribeca last year and then it got released online a few months ago so cool what's it called it is called system error by a great australian director named matt vesley i'll watch pretty much anything with a robot in it you got then you would fucking love this shit it's got nick it's got a robot (laughs) and the robot's name is george oh interesting yeah what else do you need yeah no you truly don't when i i found out when i found out that sylvester stallone was getting rid of the robot in rocky four in his new re-edit <gasps> shit bummed me out for a week it was like when the white stripes broke up it just like fucked me up <laughs> i i don't know anything about rocky aside from that it's a boxing movie but was there actually a robot in it oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's wow. a robot butler Holy as shit. robots, do, <laughs> robots tend to... damn why would he edit it out well, on Instagram, somebody said, you better not get... He announced that he's re-editing Rocky IV. Because he's doing, like, the Snyder Cut version of Rocky exactly. IV. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And somebody commented underneath the post and said, I... Uh, well, please don't get rid of the robot. And Sylvester Stallone responded to the, to the comment, and he said, uh, sorry, me no likey the robot anymore. Wow. Let's get a petition <laughs> going. Yeah. Yeah. And if that sounded like I was laughing at that, that was an effect that you guys put in. I was not laughing at that. I didn't know that Sylvester Stallone wrote that. And I do think that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, dude, you mentioned that you've been doing Zoom shows. Like, what do you. Mm-hmm. Um, I done one Zoom show and then I gave up. What, what was your, like, what's your opinion on doing them? I, I like them, especially now. I think at the beginning of the pandemic or when I first started doing them, it was so weird and just not the same and, and was not, didn't really have all the kinks figured out. And now with like having people take, uh, you know, themselves off of mute. And if it's like, you know, if there's like 50 people watching, it is sort of like doing live stand up. There's, you know, mm-hmm. I like, uh, I, I yeah i like doing them <laughs> yeah is my uh is my take on them but i also understand if people don't like doing them especially sure just because it's not the same as being on stage or whatever but the ease of them is quite nice obviously yeah i found like sorry Cody. i was gonna ask have you done one of those shows where it's like live outside but it's all cars and they're honking flashing your lights i've always wanted to check that out I have not. I had some friends who did it and they only said that it was the kind of worst experience because it was not even like doing, at least with Zoom, you hear people laughing and it's, Uh you know, timed perfectly and everything with this. It's like you're talking, you don't really know how the audience is reacting. They're honking and sometimes it's like out of sync and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I have seen those shows and they seem quite wild. 
Yeah. Yeah. And occasionally you see somebody in a Prius and you're like, ugh. Or if they drive out of like halfway through (laughs) your joke. Yeah, (laughs) that would be brutal. That's like, yeah, that's a real you must suck at comedy kind of moment. You're like, damn. (laughs) We're better off without that Prius. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, I must suck like not being able to travel and stuff, obviously. Like, um, you've done Conan before, which was super cool. You must be a little bummed that you can't do Ellen now. I am super yeah. bummed. Although she's around until 2022, so there is a, sh- a chance. Oh, there you, you go. Know? Yeah, could do yeah. a little little dancing or something on it. You should do your yeah. whole set looking her straight in the eyes. That would be cool. Over. That'd be a power move. <laughs> See how it goes over. Yeah, I dare you. And you shouldn't shower for me. <laughs> yeah, because it's her life. You're not going to go back on, right? So if you go on once, you should just like not shower for weeks. Yeah, do your set. Just look her straight in the eyes the entire time, and maybe like I don't know on something yeah i bet they would still air it they'd be like you know what (laughs) what the fuck do we care at this point (laughs) yeah 100 that is such a fucking crazy downfall what happened to what happened to alan like i guess tv ratings across the board are down but to have your viewership cut by 75 percent overnight it's like it's pretty crazy and i guess what was she was toxic or something in the workplace oh hello i think a lot of yeah a lot of people were like she's not even just like regular mean and she's just like insanely mean and uh i think it also you know if you said that about like a bad example but like simon cowell or whatever nobody would be that upset but when somebody's like i'm really nice and i'm great and i'm just like you Mm. and you're like also i want to fucking brand this intern with this yeah, hot yeah. stick <laughs> yeah it's like the charlie sheen effect like charlie sheen got away with a lot of shit because he was open about the fact that he did or like jim norton or like anybody else like you know if you're open about how fucked up you are you tend to get cut a shitload of slack so i guess really sure, she was yeah. canceled for being kind of a disingenuous a liar a yeah, liar being a phony <laughs> being a phony and there's nothing nothing worse than fucking being a phony yeah that's <laughs> what my friend holden caulfield says too <gasps> i know that that is either no that's a character in I, a book i don't know what that is it's a catcher in the rye reference um <laughs> probably something both of you should have read by now to be honest. i know <laughs> Oops, what about kidding. stay gold oh, pony boy is that from Catherine <laughs> Ryan? no that's from the outsiders yeah, that's a... i don't know i know like 10 literary references and just uh, kind of mix and match yeah <laughs> i know my uh my young a novels you know still to this day it's all i read i'm in the ya section at the library at all times so that's where you find the real literature for yeah, nothing years. wrong with you know, I don't know how old you are, but a non-teenager person hanging out in the young adult section. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm 20, so I'm one oh, year away. Damn it. Okay. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm like 30 years old. I'm just joking. Around. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, so, you know, there's been a lot of shit going on with Ellen, you know, with whatever people finding out that others are not as good i wanted to know like you were on conan did you get a chance to meet him conan's one of my all-time comedy heroes like i think a lot of people that are around our age like he meant probably more to me maybe letterman a little bit more but like Mm -hmm. he meant so much to me growing up what was your what was your experience like on that show like just doing it was it kind of a dream come true or was it so nerve-wracking you couldn't you know get there 
I'm kind of a combo of those two. Of it was definitely a dream come true to like get the like knowing that I would be able to do it, and then getting there and like it was very cool and overwhelming, and like just wanted to like be able to do my set how I wanted to do it and not be scared. And then also I'm like, yeah, will I get to meet him or anything like that? I remember the very first thing. The only time the time that I met him was after doing the set. He like came over and you know shakes your hand and is like, "Give it up for this guy" or whatever. <laughs> um, but I remember thinking like, "This guy looks so much like Conan." That was <laughs> kind of like how removed I was <laughs> in that in that moment. Um, and then we talked for a little bit uh, after that, and just like sitting on the couch while they went to commercial and talked about stand-up and all that kind of stuff. Cause he had just started doing stand-up more, I think than he ever had before. Mm. So we talked about different venues and what we liked in LA and stuff. And, uh, you know, it was maybe two, three minutes max. And then it sort of wrapped up and he walked off into the sunset <laughs> and, uh, went back to the dressing room and grabbed my stuff and was kind of like, still, I was like, you know did that happen how did it actually go what happened it was uh it all happened very very quick yeah yeah, yeah. what are your favorite spots in la now there's a spot open at the comedy store yeah it's true i should fucking get on there uh yeah. i should i would zoom in man i would do some zoom shows <laughs> <laughs> the comedy store. uh my favorite spots i really like yeah that show hot tub which was at this place called the okay. virgil which is really like kind of perfectly suited for stand-up the way that they had it organized and the way they laid it out with the audience and stuff and then there was a really good place called the satellite that had very oh, cool yeah. shows that was very fun and yeah just if i think of others i'll say them throughout the yeah. podcast <laughs> just that that's sort of a hook to keep the audience yeah. i know people want to hear my favorite spots in la <laughs> after this commercial break we'll get into more of nick's favorite spots in ucb uh berkeley <laughs> yeah beautiful college campus <laughs> ubc <laughs> oh joke for you guys <laughs> university of british columbia joke love right. it yeah. <laughs> uh, okay i did not mean to bring up your most hated school <laughs> i'm sorry oh yeah there's a big rivalry between people that didn't go to college and ubc, UBC. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable <laughs> i hate them <laughs> um uh, that used to be for- like Sorry, Cody, please. I was going to say just a reminder for everybody that Bo is uh, tripping on T3s still. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I doing poorly? <laughs> no, you're doing great, man. You're doing great. We love you. Dude, you're asleep right now. <laughs> yeah. Where am I right now, guys? <laughs> uh, I'm doing okay. You know what? This morning, I did think about canceling on the podcast and being like, I'm too fucked up. But wow. I, I remembered um, that uh, Tim Allen was arrested for Tim cocaine Allen. position. Okay. And I'll say this after. And he came back from cocaine position and federal charges. And if he can come back from that, I can come back from a little toothache, you know? That's what I always try and do. I always try and remember Tim Allen in these moments. Well, this is about to fucking blow your socks off. Hit me. You know who was the guest when I was on Conan? 
No. No. The last man standing himself. And the last man standing. The first man available. Uh, because oh. someone had to drop out and they replaced him with the <laughs> <laughs> which is true. <laughs> like our, the day before, <laughs> our Santa Claus was there. Right. Santa Claus did you, himself. Did you have a chat with him at all, or I literally did not talk to him for one second, <laughs> and not you know I don't think we yeah. would have a lot to talk about. So <laughs> I would have gone up to him, been best. like, I would have gone up to him and been like. Yo, you holding, man? Yeah. You, got that, you got that good shit? <laughs> a friend of mine told me that you're still selling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do some cocaine right before I go out on stage. <laughs> yeah, those tweets really fucked his career up. Wait, where do you tweet? Oh, he's just a big... I think he's like a big Trump guy, like a big like conservative guy yeah. who's like t- tweeting like... He'll just like randomly like won't tweet for like three months and he'll just tweet like this tweet goes out to anybody who's been affected by Marxist values. I'm here for you. And it's like, Tim, stick to the Santa Claus shit. That's what we like you for, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Friend of the show, Kaler, actually got a response from Tim Allen on Twitter where it's just like he wrote, hey, are you actually Tim Allen? And then he responded with, yeah, Y-E-A. And that like uh, made our friend's life. Honestly, we're pretty stoked cool. on that. Wait, yeah. Tim Allen uses Y Y E A Y E A. That's what I ask when I fucking buy NHL every year. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what does Y Why? What does Y E A mean? It's just yeah without the H. He's just got spelling, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got you. Got you. Got you. I thought he was asking what you uh, for a sec- for a second. I thought you said why. W-Y-D, and I was like, oh, is Jim Allen? I was trying to hit on this I was like, yo, Kayla, get a in on Tim Allen. That would have been sick. <laughs> My hero. Uh, yep. Um, so that's awesome about, hey, you're looming back to your movie, Nick. That's really cool. Um, do you have any, uh, like, upcoming plans or, like, you know, like, dream directors you ever w- want to work with? Like, like a Harmony Corinne or something like that. Um, Tim Allen. You're fucking right. <laughs> favorite directors out there. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, I would like to, I, I used to think acting was very easy. And then I like started going to auditions and stuff. And I realized that it's harder than I thought. And I think mm-hmm. why I thought it was easy was that, I thought I could just act like myself in every one of these roles that I was going out for. <laughs> it turns out that's kind of the opposite of what acting is. But I would like to do acting if I could be more myself, which I would say is kind of what I do in that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome if you could. Like, I would so watch like a Hallmark Christmas movie where the male lead is just Nick Nemiroff being like, yo. <laughs> that would be sweet. Yeah. I think they need to do that. They need to appeal more to me directly. <laughs> like a Nick like a Hallmark movie. Like a Nick Tim Allen uh, buddy comedy cop movie where you're like the young buck who just started and Tim Allen is like the kind of old grizzled guy who's racist who shoots at people for no reason and Nick's got to kind of like bring him back into the good side. Um, basically Nick is like, like the dynamic would be like Nick's Michelle Obama and Tim Allen is George W. Bush. 
Oh, exactly. that's a real yeah. friendship. That's like a dynamic that you could kind of get inspired by when you're and Michelle writing, Obama so. and George W. Bush make a little cameo in the movie. And it's a subtle <laughs> wink and nod to <laughs> the relationship that me and Tim Allen have in the movie. That's a, this is a genius idea, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Sharing a genius candy. idea. to. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. I was going to say there's like sharing candy in the cop car. The the possibilities are endless, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a the other guys, but with like a heavy, heavy dose of social commentary. Yes. Which is always, I would say, the funniest movies. Yeah. yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I found out Ben Shapiro has his own fucking production company and they're going to start making Whoa. movies and the first actor Ooh. that they like signed on to their production company is production companies do is gina carano oh because she got canceled recently or like she became like i'm not getting work because i'm republican or something yeah she got me too for hating jews or whatever so uh, we hate yeah. me jews was she <laughs> exactly I'm, I'm jewish <laughs> yeah you're allowed, I'm to, say allowed to say that you're exactly. not allowed to laugh at it but i'm allowed to say <laughs> oh <that>. excuse me <laughs> um was but, she the uh, woman yeah. in the mandalorian she was yeah okay ah. yeah and she sucks she's a terrible actress so i don't know how that's going to work out for the old Ben. I doubt they were getting really good actors <laughs> on their, you know, the Ben Shapiro movies anyways. Yeah. <laughs> it is proof that like a lot of these guys, they just want to be like creatives or in Hollywood. Like the, what is the, and oh, there's a huge pipeline of that, of like, especially the like failed comic to conservative commentator kind of Avenue. Like yeah. the Steven Crowder type guy. Totally. And it's all like wanting attention so badly, which is like a big part of comedy as well. And like thinking that you should be heard over these other people and, you know, being like people need to hear my ideas. So it makes sense that those types of people would also. And then once you figure out that they can like really monetize this right wing angle. um, Yeah. yeah. It's insane how much money there's actually in it, you know? Of just being, hey, yeah, I'm sure it's very lucrative. Yeah. yeah, it's been pretty good for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all the Zoom shows I've been doing. Like <laughs> for, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nick just needed the 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 stage time, you know. Yeah, I'm just trying out these like kind of silly wordplay jokes, and then I have to do a heavy <laughs> dose about how uh, liberals are. Um, I can't even. Cox. think of but i'm sure they would say a really bad word here so yeah, yeah. I'm, saving <laughs> so, for, I'm saving it for the zoom shows yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. don't burn all your material on here dude exactly <laughs> yeah it's also just like they make shitloads of money like selling merch that's like mugs that say like liberal tears on them and shit and it's just like who's who wants to walk around their home with them like what is your 12-year-old daughter going to say about your mug that says liberal tears on it? Like, are you nine years old? What the fuck is wrong? Yeah, it is appealed to <laughs> such a juvenile part of the brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, I'll just say it openly. Like, fuck, fuck those people. They suck. They're mm-hmm. grifters. That's and um, I don't normally, I wouldn't normally wish this upon anybody, but I do hope that something like, you know, my toothache? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope. I hope that happens to them. Whoa, are you sure you can't take that back, man? 
I yeah no. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Fuck Hardcore. No. You said Fuck it. No. I said, you it. said it. Yeah. yeah. It's like my favorite meme of all time is when that guy when that kid points at that other kid and says, "You know what? I'm just gonna say it. I don't care that you broke your elbow. It's like I go back to it every single that all the time. I go back to that meme. It makes me laugh so hard. That meme and the who do you think you are? I am meme. Those are my the go- bowling guy. I, I know that guy, the Pete Weber bowler. Yeah, I don't know Wait, the personally? other one you're talking about. Cody, can you bring up? Uh, I don't care that you that you broke your elbow. The meme for. I Nick. wonder if I it's. Think, a, I've seen it. I just am not able. It's to an old it. vine. I'd be very surprised uh, if you haven't seen it. It's one of the funniest things of all time. I don't know. There's just never a, a viner. You never find. I never find. I didn't even have the app. I don't think. Dude, you're a jungle to me, dude. <laughs> This episode might just turn into like a Vine compilation. Right. Let's not have that happen. Sorry, one sec. It already does not look familiar, even in that little screenshot. It's so good. There's something so wholesome and good about it. Here we go. Here we go. We have the rights to play. I'm about to say it. Say it. I don't care that you broke your elbow. I don't think I've ever seen that. <laughs> There's something about being in a computer room and somebody saying, I don't care, you broke your elbow. It makes me feel like a kid again. I just love that fucking meme so much. That uh, is a very, very, very funny video. And I imagine in that actual computer room immediately when they stopped filming, everybody unfortunately probably laughed at that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, shit, my whole life is going to be worse now. <laughs> Why are you filming this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not going to put that on YouTube, are you? <laughs> You're not going to make this a very popular Vine, are you? <laughs> yeah, it's always good when like you do something innocently and then you become like a, a, a publicly ridiculed person. That's always... Yeah. So now that I'm thinking about the meme, it's getting kind of dark, Nick. It's getting kind of. This is that time of the ep- of the podcast. This is what you were talking about before. <laughs> yeah, well, that kid's making a hundred thousand dollars a month on Patreon right now. That would be a very great success story if <laughs> yeah. the real story wasn't something I imagine much sadder. <laughs> yeah, he's in a hotel room with a bunch of people that don't love him that are using him and <laughs> taking his things. He became like the prototype of a famed child actor <laughs> i wonder if the other kid really deserved it though if he was really expecting that people cared that he broke his elbow he's like please sign my cast <laughs> oh those are the worst types of kids that was me i was a drama king if somebody felt pity for me i thought it was great <laughs> would you pretend to be like injured so that people would give you pity oh yeah i would like do the terry fox run limping I'd be like, I'm buffing it out for everybody. Not to, <laughs> not that I'm making fun of Terry Fox at all. I'd be like, oh, my leg hurts so bad. Or I would just like leave school, be like, I, I tripped and fell. Goodbye, everybody. Pray for me. <laughs> there was a kid, in, maybe this is kind of fucked up to say, but this is just the truth. There was a kid in my school who had one leg and he was exempt from the Terry Fox run. And we all thought it was bullshit. We were like, Terry, Terry Fox did it. <laughs> did you guys have to do the terry Fo- like would every, every other year. kid have to do it yeah, yeah yeah you have to do it yeah. what how was it in the east coast no i never maybe my memory is just so bad but i don't think we had i think it was a thing you signed up for like oh. we had the terry fox run but i don't remember ever being forced to do it i got oh, suspended it was- in grade seven for because of a terry fox run i got caught smoking weed in a fucking bush it was 
bullshit, dude. It's fucking was, legal now, dude. I dude, I was <laughs> I was trying to get a little buzz for my boy fucking Terry. Like everybody knows that cannabis is a fucking it's a medicine, bro. Yeah. You know? Is probably your school is probably controlled by big pharma. Not yeah. surprised whatsoever. It was that type of school too. Like yeah. the teachers were all on pills and shit like that. There you go. They're trying to prescribe <laughs> Adderall to everybody. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely on Adderall. <laughs> but yeah, we're um like forced to do Terry Fox runs. And I'm, my uncle like even told me stories about times where him and his friends would get in trouble because they're hitchhiking on Terry Fox runs. It was all part of the British Columbia communist plan, I feel like. <laughs> How long is the care is the Terry Fox run? I think anywhere from like three to five K. It's about a hundred yards. No, I'm just no, it's an, <laughs> it's an actual. You have to like leave school property, sort of thing, or maybe like three kilometers. I feel like, gotcha. but me, but I was like a very obese child, so I would be like late to the next class always. <laughs> just That's kind in. of. I love. Yeah, if you had an excuse to be late to the next class, kind of like a golden. One of my friends broke his leg in like grade eight or nine, I want to say, and we got a little like permission slip to move. Or like leave every class like five minutes early because we argued that like he needed to you know he can't he can't be in the hallway getting to class with all the other kids because it got so crowded it was just harder for him to get there so that was a pretty sweet like few months cool. of getting leaving every class early that's fucking sick <laughs> yeah. that is sick it's always good when something like you know when, when you your get friend to breaks his leg yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly and then you well, feel no matter, what, no matter what happens after yeah <laughs> and then you get to point at them and say you know what i don't care you broke your leg <laughs> exactly yeah that's what i'm all about have you guys ever broken bones yeah a lot uh, have you, Nick? broke like my nose by running into punch? a kid and playing volleyball or something in elementary school shit man did they yeah. have to like because i broke my nose too did they that no but i did i mean there's not yeah i guess they either do that or they were just like it's gonna it's not like so fucked up that we have to like readjust it it's just gonna peel on its own or there's nothing else we could really do for it you were a hopeless case you were terminal your nose was yeah terminal. yeah they said it was life-threatening but somehow they said i could <laughs> die at any moment now <laughs> yeah so i'm kind of live that's what really makes me appreciate every day that's yeah, awesome man it's so important to appreciate every day instead of just half the days or a quarter of the days or 90 percent of the days yeah i was so fucking i would just take life for granted before when i was nine years old and now so, i savor every moment so easy to do that at nine it's like yeah non-stop taking things for granted i make sure yeah any little kid i talk to (laughs) who's under the age of nine (laughs) i make sure they know that they could fucking die at any moment (laughs) 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 i made a nine-year-old cry once because i was eating pizza at a skate shop and i he looked at me he was like whoa you're eating a lot of pizza and i was like that's the good thing about being an adult get to eat pizza whenever you want unlike you you never get to eat pizza (laughs) Oh, he cried. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was cool. He I mean, ended he really up being a t- cried at that. But. Yeah, he was a total <laughs> fucking jerk. This kid, man, he made me look bad in front of a bunch of skateboarders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I've broken like so many bones. I was just pointing out to one of my friends that actually both my middle fingers have been broken and are both crooked. Like the top here is crooked, oh, and this one is crooked from here. 
and you know i just like fucked around and found out i just fingered too many people <laughs> no you weren't fingering people were you i was like no they're actually one of them got stuck in a garbage can oh. and the other one i fell riding my bike so that's how i oh, found out i thought you were going sexual well it could have gone any any which way I my bad. <laughs> <laughs> i was like cody finger sticks with his middle finger that's fucking hardcore <laughs> i was like that's incredible dude good job uh um but yeah i've broken so many bones like broken all one time i like destroyed like all my ribs on a skiing i just like wiped out skiing and then like uh my elbow went into my ribs and just like obliterated the left side and that that sucked we all know that nick's broken a leg a plenty of time getting on stage oh Oh, (laughs) perfect segue uh yeah so dude when do you think you'll be back doing stand-up regularly on 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 the stage of life on the stage of comedy i would do it uh tomorrow if it was if it was you know safe and possible are you uh are you vaxxed up i got my first dose last week last friday yeah cool are you guys how i got pfizer pfizer rich boy rich boy yeah, I had to slip a little twenty to the, the, the vaccine nurse, but it was worth it. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I don't know if I. I don't know if do they have the one shot one in Canada? I don't think we have Not Johnson, the and Johnson Johnson here. And Johnson. Right? No, yeah. um, we just stopped with the AstraZeneca. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bo, Bo and I are both vaccinated. Well, I got we. I have my first one. I think you might have your second one already, but yeah, I'm no. fully vexed. Holy shit. Damn. Yeah. Well, I work in um I work in healthcare. So I got I got my first dose in like February or March or something like that. Early gotcha. March. You guys are ahead of the game, yeah. Yeah. It feels good to be vexed, but also like it gives you this weird complex where you're <laughs> like I'm really especially before i was vaccinated i was really into the mask shit i was into the social distancing shit i was in you know this is the reason we do the podcast over zoom it's because we wanted to do it safely right but now that i'm all vaxxed up i'm starting to become like a QAnon guy i'm like fuck i gotta wear my mask on the sky train i'm like i gotta wear my mask here i gotta do this right. it must be weird to be vaxxed up so early when everything else it doesn't really change too much of the rest of the world for you at this point no yeah no no um yeah i think we're all going to come out of this feeling a little bit better and good and i think we're going to have a really like pretty kick-ass kick-ass summer are you in the states right now nick i'm in uh, toronto uh t-dot it's great i have a couple friends that are in toronto they're saying it's like full shutdown right yeah we're under a stay-at-home order that was gonna expire May twenty second, but they extended it to June second now. Whoa! But it doesn't really. I haven't noticed any difference from when we weren't under the stay at home order to now. Like you know, stuff's closed mm-hmm. and it's still closed, and you're allowed to go out on the street and you're allowed to go to the park and all that kind of stuff. So that kind of stuff is still happening, especially that it's got really nice here this week. Um, but yeah, it doesn't really feel that different to be honest. Even yeah. though it's supposed to technically be under this stay at home, don't go outside, don't hang out with anybody who's not in your household or whatever. 
That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when we were all told to use glory holes to get our penises sucked? That, did that reach Ontario? Because that was a BC thing. Oh, was it? That I mean, I definitely saw a lot of jokes about that when it was like announced by the official health minister of BC or whatever. Yeah, Bonnie Henry. Yeah. It yeah. was for me. It was one of those things where, like, you know, some people are like, "Stay at home." I'm already staying at home. It was one of those things. It's like, oh, great! I'm already doing this. Like, yeah. So then, what is different? We're exactly. allowed to, yeah, use other stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, I'm already an introvert. Who cares? <laughs> um, that's my thing, though. You know, are you drinking a Sapporo? I am drinking a Sapporo. One of Got the greatest. Me. Love Got Sapporo. Me. One of my favorite beers. You know what? I 100% agree, but I came to the conclusion over this pandemic or in the past even like six or so months of like, damn, Sapporo is actually quite a better beer than I just, you know, used to think all beers were kind of the same. Mm. Now I think I have a little preference for Sapporo or Heineken. Those are the big two for me. Sapporo did not have a good look on your face when I said Heineken, Bo. I didn't. I actually love it. I love a good Heineken. Me and my dad used to do like camping, like fishing trips when Mm -hmm. I was a teenager, and we would bring one of those Heine kegs. Oh, right, right, right. We would like we rip through the whole thing, and then we get lost and stuff. It was good. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. sign of good beer. Sign of a good beer. Yeah, no, I love a good Heineken. I also like 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 people talk shit about Corona. For me, beer is like situational the beer i like you know like if i'm in a bar in ireland i'm probably gonna order a guinness especially yeah, if it's yeah. raining you know sure. if i'm at the beach i don't think there's anything wrong with a corona i fucking love a good corona on the beach it's a nice light beer it's basically water you can drink like a hundred of them and you don't get mm-hmm. drunk it's mm-hmm. fantastic you, you feel wine. hydrated afterwards yeah yeah i think a big this, is, this seems to me, if I had to guess, the drink of the pandemic for people, I think tequila soda. I don't know if you guys oh, have that those a lot. Oh, so good. Love a good have tequila you had them soda. Both? Those are great. Oh, a I tequila soda? That. A tequila with soda water? Have I had that? <laughs> it's pretty yes. uh, exotic. But yeah. you have, damn. Uh, did you know tequila is the only alcohol that's an upper as well? That's what people say. That's yeah, what people really. say. I think that's one of those things that's like maybe disproved not but yeah. it's like a very commonly held belief kind of like thing. people with foreskins have way harder orgasms exactly <laughs> i would say those are the big two the big two yeah. lies by mainstream uh, media they're always yeah. talking about how people with foreskins <laughs> have such harder orgasms <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they need to stop that yeah tucker carlson <laughs> needs to stop talking about that dude mm-hmm starting to really piss me off yeah man fucking i'm excited i'm excited i want to like do you have any advice for somebody like me who is gonna who did stand up for like a couple years when i was basically a teenager and i'm after the pandemic one of the things that came to mind is like i want to do stand up again because i really miss the interaction with the people do you have any advice for somebody like myself i think cody's in the same boat a little bit but he was hitting the stage a lot harder than me before the pandemic but yeah i mean i think the advice is the same advice that you probably have heard a billion times on a billion podcasts of like just kind of getting out there and doing it is the best remedy for that or the best way to get you know better at stand up or do Mm-hmm. And hang out with those people more and stuff like that. I, yeah, don't know. 
What Any advice for doing stand up with a like bad personality, bad sense of humor? <laughs> Lean into it. Don't get red pilled. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't fall for the get rich quick scheme of becoming yeah. a conservative blogger or whatever. Um, yeah. I think, you know, everybody is bad <laughs> and everybody <laughs> sucks who does stand up so it's not that shouldn't hold you back <laughs> stand up's hard dude it's so hard like even like professional hardcore stand up comedians that have like specials on Netflix I can't fucking get through them it's it's crazy it definitely is yeah only <laughs> i think 10% of stand up is good that's a that seems like a pretty good number yeah, that seems like a fair number that also takes into account stand-up that I don't even, like, there's stand-up that's even, that I understand is, like, good, but is, you know, not my cup, cup of tea. tea or whatever, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I feel like that number, even, like, living in Toronto and then touring throughout Canada and then living in L.A. for a year and stuff, like, that number seems, or that ratio, 10% to 90%, seems applicable everywhere i've been um, for sure. so i think it's just sort of a numbers game and i think also like people do get fucking way better by doing stand-up it is i was talking about this with a friend yesterday i was kind of annoyed kind of uh it's funny that i i don't know i find it a little bit annoying that you can actually get better at stand-up if you started out and you were really bad <laughs> i feel <laughs> like you should i feel like you shouldn't be allowed to get funnier <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah uh it does happen and people yeah get good yeah no it's true about, uh, specials like um one of my favorite specials like really doesn't have many good jokes like they're kind of non-jokes it's the tim heidecker night with tim heidecker i don't know if you guys saw it i did see that one yeah no. yeah that was a great yeah one. but his jokes are just like kind of like what a stupid person would tweet out <laughs> but he does them so well that i'm just like i obsess over it and i watch it over and over again yeah it's, it's so much harder than screenwriting like it's so much harder than screenwriting it is oh, yeah. so much easier to be funny when you can pick the situation and you could pick the location and you can you don't need to build anything it's right there everybody's looking at it like like even for instance like fucking steve carell i watched knock up, knocked up the other day for the first time in, in a while mm -hmm. and not knocked up sorry excuse me 40 year old virgin and when steve mm -hmm. carell says like um when he's getting waxed and he yells kelly clarkson it's like one of the most legendary moments in the last like 25 years of comedy like people fucking say that all the time kelly clarkson it's like is it a great joke not it's it's of the a time. Yeah, it's a reference to an American Idol. Like, it's not a great joke, but when you add, like, when you have Steve Carell there, he's sitting at a like. He, you add all of those elements in, and it becomes like. Stand, I have so much respect for stand-up comedians. The fact that they're even, even if I hate them, I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I mean, I've done it right, but like, I can't believe you're up there doing that right now, dude. Like, what the hell is going on here? It's like the so brave. I couldn't agree more. I'm scared. The bravest. Man. I'm the coolest. You should have the most respect for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, hollow neck. You guys are like the philosophers of modern day. Comedians are like the modern philosophers. Every time I go on stage, yep. people ask why. 
<laughs> and that is a very old tweet of mine. But um, oh, is it? <laughs> you, just, you just really set it up so yeah, fair enough. perfectly. And I, uh, I didn't well, even have to admit that it was an old tweet. It could have seemed like it came up that off the cuff, but I'm nothing if not extremely honest. It's true. Where, where can people follow you, Nick? Uh, do you have anything to plug? We're almost wrapping up here. Yeah, you gotta follow me at Nick Nemiroff on Twitter and on Instagram, and those are the big two. And so, buy his album, and not Vine. Yeah. Oh my god! Vine. Yeah, yeah. Check out my on album Bandcamp. on Bandcamp. You can get it on Spotify, obviously, if that's easier for you. But Bandcamp, we love Bandcamp. Gives the most money to the artist. Uh, yeah, and it's called "The Pursuit of Comedy Has Ruined My Life." by is it, Nick Nemiroff. Is it on Spotify where you did the art as please buy this on Bandcamp? <laughs> I did. I did try to do a little uh, once they like gave artists the ability to make their own I don't know what to call it like cover Background. art or whatever yeah. on Spotify if you play a song this image of me comes up where I ask you to buy it on Bandcamp and that I don't know if it's really translated into any Bandcamp sales but it's a little bit of a funny joke to me. It's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Thank pretty you. Pretty funny. Well, Nick, we've truly said it all. Is there anything else you want to get off your chest? Is there anything else you want to say? You want to call somebody out? Do you want to set up your next big fight? <laughs> I want to call out Conor uh, call McGregor. Somebody. I yeah. kick your ass any day, yeah. anytime. <laughs> um, I want to say go Habs. Fuck yeah. Playing Toronto in the playoffs is a dream come true in a way. And mm-hmm. although it would truly be a nightmare if they lost, but uh, <laughs> I really hope they win. Awesome. And yeah. I love Thanks again. Yuki and Cole Caulfield. I want that on the record. Yes. <laughs> we love them too. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Peace. Thanks. Peace.